Here we go. Adding John Favreau. Did you say his last name? Favreau? Favreau. Favreau? Favreau. 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 Adding John Favreau. Adding John Favreau. (laughs) (laughs) Adding John Favreau isn't remotely the weirdest thing that does. (laughs) Jesus. I broke myself. Ten seconds in. Adding John Favreau isn't remotely the weirdest thing that Disney's done to the Jungle Book. Learn more on this episode of Watchbots. everyone welcome to watch bots the podcast where you get distracted and you get caught up on last names this is ben i'm joined by shaylin hello nothing ever changes and by dave i i i'm, I'm still stuck on Favreau. Mm-hmm. Favreau. Fav, fav. talk to me in five minutes i'll get it five minutes is about how long the show will be off the rails for uh, I will admit to multitasking a little bit here. The <laughs> Celtics are in double overtime, and we resolved to to record at the end of the game, but here we are 35 minutes later, and I tried to not have a lot of different things going on, because you got to pay attention to the high-quality content, but so I have the, the Celtics game up on a browser window, but I know that the browser window is like a minute and a half behind the game, which is also on the TV. Just a fucking mess. You're a strong, stronger person than I am. Good for you. Like you, you are, you're committed to this. I, <laughs> I don't know how you're doing it. You've, thank you. Ben. You, you might hear oohs and ahs, but there are no guarantees in this world. Although I'm sure the notification is going to come up on my phone before the game is actually over on the computer. It, it's a mess, but we're making it through. Shailen, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I, I just I spent several minutes talking about it while you weren't paying attention. No, I know. <laughs> so, I was paying you attention. Shailen, you got to pay attention. Did you hear a word that Ben said at I did. all? I did. Okay. All right. Anyway, it's late, so we're going to skip our usual fucking. I'll, I'll sum it up. We don't like director's cuts. We don't like remakes. Mm-mm. We are fine with uh, shit humor, both bad humor and uh, humor about shit. Uh, two and a half out of five. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved it's the right. episode. The end. I'd show it to a kid. <laughs> so this week we're jumping in, and we're returning to the the Disney Zone, where we were talking about Tailspin, and Shailen. Yes, you brought this strange amalgam of classic Disney animation <laughs> and uh, adventure shows and adventure movies to us it, in Casablanca I don't I don't know what to make maybe make there's a lot this. going on here yeah what's your deal so after last week's trash fire I thought that maybe we should go with something a little bit more classic that we could latch on to and I a little thought, less trash fiery <laughs> what show have we not talked about that falls into like that sweet spot 
And my mind immediately went to Tailspin. We've talked about DuckTales, right? We've talked about Chippendale. And now here we are. Boy, I did not remember this show the way that it is at all. Not even a little, in fact. Completely misremembered it. So that was that was a brain Did you remember injury. it at all? I remembered like three of the characters. Mm-hmm. One plot line, which we will talk about tonight. Three characters is more than usual for... No, like I don't even remember what <laughs> most it's, of the characters It's character names like. that she has a problem with. Ah, uh, okay, okay. That's Thank reasonable. you, Dave. That's reasonable. You're welcome. If we're going to take her down, let's take her down accurately. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll take her down, all right. Please don't yeah. lie about what I said. We're going to nail you to the wall, and then we're going to take you down. In the words of uh, basketball great Rasheed Wallace, ball don't lie. Dave, did you watch Tailspin much as a youth? I did, or at least it was on TV. My sisters liked it. I did not like it. it was more of a Rescue Rangers, DuckTales kind of guy. When Tailspin came around, I was like, this is not great. And then... I rewatched it for this episode, and my feelings were confirmed. Uh, mm-hmm. Not great. Even just by in general standards, not even by those Disney cartoon standards. It was just not great. Didn't like it. Yeah, it's sort of a weird one, right? You know, we, you remember Chip and Dale. You remember some things very vividly. This show, I remembered it had Baloo in a hat. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Yep. <laughs> not- yeah, like. I remember he flew a plane, and I remember not liking the characters. I don't like the Jungle Book. I don't like that, the animated movie. Why is that? I don't know. I just... Nearly nude young boy? (laughs) That could be it. Boy in constant peril from nature? I don't know. I never found it enjoyable. It just kind of was boring. Like, the characters are boring. It's Mm -hmm. sort of... I don't know. It's really... uh, What's the word? Like, episodic, I guess. As it It just goes from, like scene to scene that movie and just like nothing kind of nothing ever feels gelled together much like tailspin yeah and have either of you seen the live action the the john favreau or favreau i have not tableau if you will i haven't seen the live action and in fact i realized this week i don't think i've actually even seen the animated one what Um, what the fuck i only fuck do you avoid that what the fuck now you're getting taken down and that's how it goes (laughs) all i know is that i know the Bare Necessities song. Mm-hmm. Can you sing a few bars? Look for the Bare Necessities. The Bare Necessities. Um, it's too early for that. It's much too early for that. <laughs> um, and also the really good Louis Prima song that they yeah, do scat course. together. Yeah. Very, very good. Not that kind of scat, you sick fucks. Like a skibbity bop bop Here ends my knowledge of that entire movie. Mm-hmm. But you love Tailspin so much. I thought I did. I was wrong. I stand corrected. It's okay. It's okay to like it as a child and not as an adult. That child Shalen liked it. Maybe. Maybe. I, maybe. <laughs> child Shalen watched it. Might have liked it. <laughs> so quick interlude here. The Celtics just lost in double overtime. And let me say God this. This series will be well and truly resolved by the time, time this posts. And I'll just say this. Fuck the Raptors and their fucking used car salesman, whiny fucking coach standing on the, the fucking court. Get off the court, you fucking comb over dipshit. Guy looks like he runs a T-Mobile store. Yeah. <laughs> fucking whines every time they're a fucking star player. They just whine and they grift and they grift and they grift. I'm but, gonna... oh, you you ruined a great A segue. But. Oh, you fucker. You did it again. I had a great A segue. I was going to get into how Baloo's a grifter. I was going to turn off the distracting noises behind us. No, there's no distracting noises. Anyway, Baloo's a grifter. And that's the story of Tailspin. (laughs) (laughs) So so 
let's talk about this a little bit. So unflappable with those yeah. segues. I know. It's a good segue. <laughs> the creative forces behind this one, the, the juice, if you will, the grift, were Jimin Magon. And we've talked about Jimin Magon before, and he is the Disney cartoon guy of this period. Gummy Bears and Rescue Rangers and Darkwing Duck. This guy had his hand in all of them. His partner here was the inimitable Mark Zaslov, who also had a hand in a lot of these Disney shows. He also worked with with our old pal Jimin on Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, a cyber spelled with an S. That's, that sounds like an awesome show. It's the Power Rangers ripoff that starred Matthew Lawrence. It was on Fox Kids. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. And in 2018, Aperient Press published his first thriller in the new Tales of a Badass IRS agent series called Death in Taxes. <laughs> so it just goes to show that working in Hollywood, uh, not always, many, many times, but not always a grade A key to a grade A life. Although maybe he's doing well. I shouldn't judge. Maybe he's Sorry, doing great. South this game's got me flustered. I love that, like, he did Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck, you know, Gummy Bears, like all these great mm-hmm. properties, like really solid cartoons in, in every sense, animated, mm-hmm. voice acted, et cetera. And then, like, the well clearly ran dry here with, with Tailspin is like, um, uh, we got, um, we got, we got, a uh, we'll take some more beloved characters. It doesn't matter who, and we'll throw him into uh, this setting. Perfect. The mandate came down from old Mikey Eisner, and the mandate was develop a cartoon. And they weren't given any properties to go off of or any idea. It was just, bring the Magonic touch to a new (laughs) cartoon. And it was the summer of 1990, and Jungle Book had recently been re-released to theaters, and they, they looked and they went, yeah, I guess so. It's a talking bear. Kids love bears. <laughs> How else would you would you run this except taking the animal characters out and putting them in a post World War One setting? You know, <laughs> part of the reason that I'm having so much doubt about watching this show is that it I didn't have any idea what the timeline was. I just thought it they was like ref- they literally referenced the Great War in the show. I understand yeah. that, but like it, I know my memory of it was just. But do you? Like, but do you remember? He was a bear and he flew a plane. I don't know what year it was. Yeah, as a kid, I didn't know either. I thought it was just like this kind of fantastical world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea. There's a bear flying a fucking plane. Why do we need to follow real historic events? Like, well, you know, is this podcast post World War One? Then, uh, technically, yes. The Great War yeah, was yeah. was many decades ago. It's great. So, I mean, you might look at this and say, "Oh, it's a it's like a lighthearted adventure show, sort of like a Romancing the Stone." Here are the the listed references from my research here. So we had Tales of the Gold Monkey, which is a short-lived ABC adventure show, which shamelessly ripped off Raiders of the Lost Ark. You had the father-son dynamic from The Jungle Book, so Kit being the role of Mowgli and Baloo playing the role of Baloo. You have Rebecca Howe from Cheers, so the the smart, (laughs) headstrong, but inexperienced boss becoming the character, Rebecca. You had Rick Blaine's bar from Casablanca, Yep. Which is now being run by King Louis for some reason. Because he's making money. And then Did uh, he like get demoted from King? Like did he did yeah. they, did he get overruled and like where are these characters? Like, yeah, well, it's it's a different continuity for sure. This is not like oh yeah, we we left we left the jungle and we went to a small inlet. But as a kid it's mind boggling. Like, oh he's in the jungle, he was helping Mowgli, and now he's flying a fucking plane wearing a shirt? Like what the hell is this? Yeah, where'd that shirt come from? Yeah, where'd yeah. you get that shirt? When he becomes sentient, that's the key. 
They also borrowed from uh, Miyazaki manga, and then Miyazaki mm-hmm. made uh, an anime out of the manga. And I'm not even going to attempt the pronunciation. And and Zaslov claimed that the anime stole from Tailspin, which stole from the manga. And it's like, nope. Th- first of all, th- that's ludicrous. But also, there are no original ideas. But take all this <laughs> and then put a title on it. That I, I'm sure it's like, oh, we're spinning a yarn. We're we're telling tales. Spinning tales. But it's about flying and a tailspin is when you're going down. You're in the shit. But that's spelled different. That's T A I L. And this <laughs> what? Oh shit. You're right. Episode over. This is the only part of the show that made sense to me. They are spinning tales because nothing else makes any goddamn sense. Mm-hmm. Spinning tales about a plane with that often goes by down. A bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it's naturally going to be in a tailspin. Spin a can you win a can you win? <laughs> the general plot here is you we're we're set in the town of Cape Suzette, which was named after the dish Cape Suzette. Suzette. And you could have given me <laughs> six months. And even if I wasn't watching the Celtics during recording, I wouldn't have figured that one out. I was just like, oh, it's <laughs> it's it's a town. So you've got Baloo, and for whatever reason he's a pilot. And he runs an air company, but he's not too good with money, that old Baloo. It was a lot of money on taxes. And so he's bought out by Rebecca, who is Rebecca from Cheers. And he has Grizzly Kit Cloud Kicker, who is an orphaned sky pirate. Self-explanatory. makes a lot of sense. Cloud Shit Kicker. Shere Khan is an industrialist. <laughs> and <laughs> there was a new character named Don Carnage, who was an air pirate. But the villains we deal with in the episode we're talking about are those from Thembria, which is like a USSR ripoff, kind of. Yes. I think. It's like kind a of? Siberian country. It, it's very much so. I, I think it's I a very know. racist depiction of it, is, actually. I think it's there subtle. Is, there is no kind of there. I think it's very subtle. And, um, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's like it's like lost in translation. Nope. What did that ending mean? So fun... <laughs> Why did I say fun fact? Really sad story here about Tailspin. Oh my so god! The voice of Baloo in the about this one? in the Jungle Book movie was was Phil Harris, and famously, famously, Phil Harris, of like course. Just, yeah, voiced uh, Little John in the Robin Hood movie. Um, I will take your word for it. He, he was uh, <laughs> okay. he did a lot of did a lot of characters in uh, the older Disney animated movies, and they were going to bring him back to reprise the role, but at this point he was eighty five years old, and he had lost some of his comic timing, which in a recorded shot, I don't quite know how that works, but he lost some of his comic timing and he had to be chauffeured from his home in Palm Springs for each recording session. So they discarded all his work and fired him and brought in a new actor. <laughs> Who does a really good job. He sounds like Baloo. It's, uh, it's, yeah. not, he's not Jim, John Harris or Jim Harris, whatever well, his name is. Or but like, Phil Harris. Okay. Phil Harris. There he's, we of go. course, Little John. I mean, we all yeah, know that. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine being the kid who had to do that job. Like the producers are like, oh, this is a really terrible situation we've gotten ourselves into with that we definitely didn't expect with an 85 year old. Hey, intern, you got some bad news to break today. Pop this guy in your <laughs> in your Trans Am and drive him back and forth from his home to to the studio, please. Maybe just pretend that he's still recording so he doesn't feel so sad about it. He'll never have to know. So they brought in fresh faced youth Ed Gilbert who would go on to do um, like a 9-11 roast joke later on in his career that was not oh. terribly well received. Wow. Yeah. Great. Tough stuff. So a, a lot of the, the backstory to the show was in the accompanying comic book series. 
So the whole show is completely episodic. Like you're just moving from plot line to plot line to plot line. But like stuff like where are Kit's parents? Unimportant. Rebecca's a single mom. What's the deal with that? Or her and Baloo, you know, rubbing nasties. That all gets addressed in the comic book. So it's oh, kind good. of interesting. Yeah. I was I was curious. Did they rub nasties, Ben? Yeah. Yes, frequently. Gross. A lot, a lot of lot of nasty rubbing. Those prickly pears. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> so the show crossed over with a lot of the cartoons, most notably DuckTales. And like Woo. all of the Disney shows here, one season, 65 episodes. You know, this is a straight syndication kind of thing. Ran in syndication for ever. For a long time. After it. To, because it's so good. And I can see... <laughs> And see why that would happen. This yeah. w- was not the last animated Jungle Book. And I'm not talking about the, the Favreau bit either. Favreau. There was a show called Jungle Cubs in 2012, which was similarly just the animals from the Jungle Book, but as babies. So it was like they're Muppet babies. Oh, so it's right up my alley. Yeah. Seems weird, yeah. though. Again. Next week, tune in. For Jungle. For Jungle. Jungle. Babies. Cubs. Jungle Babies. babies. So the episode that we're talking about here is the Time Bandit. Now, if you go to Wikipedia, it says like what the inspiration for the titles were. Mm-hmm. The inspiration for the Time Bandit was a movie called Time Bandits. Do you know what similarity the Time Bandit and Time Bandits have? The name. Literally nothing else. <laughs> the Time Bandit said they were like they had like pieces of evil and they're traveling through time and this just like um <laughs> when he went to. The USSR. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a going back in time. What I will say is time travel movies often get a rap for being very confusing. You know, like how do you do one thing here and it impacts something 30 years ago? This show, which actually has no time travel, is one of the most confusing things I've ever watched. It's, so, it's hella confusing. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you said this. I was, I was watching this with my daughter. So, yes, I, I would show it to a kid. And the whole time she goes, what's happening? What's going on? Why are they doing this? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I like I look down to take a note and I don't know what I missed. What is happening here? We both cried. I I'm so sorry. Borrowed my kids easel and I was like Doc Brown in the bad nineteen eighty five. I just had like timelines going all over the place and I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. And why do we have to get back to nineteen eighty five? Yeah, I don't know. But we do. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. The Libyans. The Libyans. <laughs> So the episode aired originally on November 23rd, 1990. A hey, lot ben. to be thankful for. Ben, why don't you yes. us some context, buddy? That's no turkey. Huh? Gobble, gobble. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. I want to deviate from form ever so slightly. No. But in some ways, it's exactly on form. So okay. we're only going to talk about movies, but I don't want to just talk about the top three. I want to talk about the top nine. Okay? That's a lot. So number one movie, Home Alone. Makes Great. sense. Great classic. Movie. Number two, Three Men and a Little Lady. Another classic. Haven't seen it. Rented that a lot. Mm-hmm. No, you'd rented Little Lady or are you thinking of Baby? No, Little Lady. My, uh, my, my, my family loved shitty sequels, mm-hmm. so- Three Men and a Little Lady. Great flick. Number three, you're taking a step down. Dances with Wolves. The erotic thriller about Kevin Costner and a wolf. Mm. I thought that was The Gray. That's a different- Liam Neeson. Oh, that's a different different wolf sodomy one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, You're thinking of Field of Dreams where he lays uh, with some hay bales. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's right. Biblically. Uh, number four movie, Predator 2, another classic. Number five, Rocky V. Hmm. Man. Number six, The Rescuers Down Under. Number seven, Ghost. Number wow. eight, Child's Play 2. Number nine, Jacob's Ladder. That's a fucking, that's a good what, starting lineup. That's what a, a powerhouse. Row. And all of those movies outside of Ghost had been out for less than a month. So Ghost was in like month five, but all of those other movies came out in that four-week period. That's insane. It was like four sequels, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's a, a precursor to now. <laughs> to now, yeah. Well, except now we don't have movies anymore. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Thanks, No, ben. I watched a new really movie this week. Uh-huh. What mo- new movie? Mulan. Did you watch it legally? Yeah, we definitely. Can't, we can't talk about this on the air. <laughs> Shalon's a felon. How was that legal movie? I really liked it, honestly. That's okay. You are welcome to like it. The you real felony like would be not enjoying it. There's a great moment where someone, there's, there's a bad guy talking to another bad guy who's going to be a good guy. Spoilers. But he goes, a girl, and she goes, a woman, and then pauses and goes, a warrior. And I texted like 47 people, and I was like, fuck you, patriarchy. I didn't get that text. I did. I was in the middle of playing Call of Duty, and I didn't understand what it meant. I intended for it to go to both of you as a group text, but I was too busy texting a thousand <laughs> other people. You done goofed. Okay. Sorry, Dave. It wasn't a deliberate. No, I get it. I, 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 uh, I purport the, the patriarchy, so I, I get why I wouldn't get it. Hell yeah. No. Book points not achieved this week. I'll, I'll do better. Thank I will you. do better. Mm-hmm. I'll try harder. For Dave. Woke points for Dave. My, mine are generally intact. So with with that fucking Murderer's Royal movies, let's get into to Tailspin here. The song, not a classic in the vein of a DuckTales or a Gummy Bears, but it's functional. I would say it's a it's functional plus. Plus what? <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's not amazing. It's the hackiest thing I've ever said. It's not like <laughs> snorks. <laughs> it's an earworm yeah it kind of it's, is an earworm. it's been stuck in my head for a couple days now well let's see if we can extricate it I'm going to make a comparison. We'll see if you guys think think the same way. Reminds me, and the whole show, in a sense, reminds me of the video game series Donkey Kong Country. Sure. I can see that. The music a little bit. You know, it's very adventure You're taking... Is it also the fake gorilla noises? Yes. Oh, it, very much so. You're also <laughs> taking animal characters and putting them in different kind of situations, which you're not quite expecting. But, I mean, Donkey Kong never took a pineapple and pushed it through the propellers of his seaplane, the Sea Duck, to foil a Sky Pirate. So it's not a good comparison. I, I thought of another video game series, um, not because of the music, just because of the setting and all mm-hmm. that. I thought of uh, Uncharted. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, you know, a lot of people say the Uncharted series is based off of the Indiana Jones films, but I would argue that it's probably based off of Tailspin. 
I was thinking it was based off of a Miyazaki manga, but I think Tailspin's probably a closer fit. <laughs> no, I think it was the manga, then Uncharted, and then the movie mm-hmm. came later, and Uncharted was like, hey, you ripped us off. I would you be fucks. so happy if they would do a re-release of Uncharted, they where did. there's a bear flying an airplane okay. as one of the challenges. Oh, man, they just... It's just completely the, unexplained. The whole game is Like, is Nathan just... Drake is like, why is there a bear flying that plane? Well, the... It's his father figure. Yeah. This raises an interesting point. I'm trying to think of a video game where you play as a bear. Because I can think of Altered a f- Beast. Few, okay. Yep. There you go. That's the answer. I think one of like the Primal Rage games had a bear character as well. Oh, and um, Tekken or Soul Calibur, you were a bear. Some games like that. Good to know. Listeners, if you know of other video games where you play as a bear, hashtag... Uh, Grin and Bear It. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say barely legal, but we'll save that one for later. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for that uh, that chemistry between Baloo and Rebecca to, to use that one. I didn't think it would happen to me. So we open up here with Baloo and Kit inside King Louie's bar. And here's sort of the catalyst for what we're about to get into. Hey, cuz, you've got to be here tomorrow night. It's Louis' first annual common Meringue night. Admission's only five bucks, and that includes fine food. So he's going to run a Meringue night, and Baloo doesn't have any money. And that, that's, this is what the whole setup is. Baloo, as I've mentioned, kind of a grifter. He's a schemer. Kind of. You guys familiar with the grift? You guys done any grifting? Not personally. No. I'm, I'm familiar with the concept. Far too honest to be a grifter. People can tell when I'm lying. Sure. I've been grifted. Okay. Yeah. I used to work at a uh, at a pharmacy, and um, we sold scratch tickets, and a mm-hmm. guy would come in, and he, he did this a lot of times, um, and only once he, he, he caught me, um, but he would like he would give you a 20 and ask for change for a 20, and you'd break it up, and be like, oh, actually, and he would just kind of give you a 20 and a, you know, a 10 and a 20 again and a 50, and then- like just keep asking for a change to try to confuse you, and eventually you would, he would get more money than he came in with. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible feeling to be grifted, and I did not like. Maybe that's why I didn't like Baloo's character. Hmm. Yeah, I. I mean, I, I don't like interacting with people enough to be a grifter or to be grifted, but I don't know. I feel like there's some some charm to it. It's a real Americanism. There's charm to people stealing from other people through yeah, lies. Yeah, because grifters, you know, they got the middle part and the mustache and they're, yeah, yeah. see, and you're grifting, baby. I can only get on, on board with it with, with a grift mm-hmm. uh, if it's if it's for a good cause, you know, like an Ocean's Eleven. Yes. See, that okay. is a good grift. Yeah. You're going to say George Clooney's not charming? The co-founder of Casamigos Tequila? I actually was going to give commentary about the Rat Pack, you know. Robin for good. <laughs> of course. But please do. The Rat Pack, you were about 50 when the first Ocean's Eleven came out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something about Robin in the Seven Hoods. See? Oh, wait, wrong film. But Oh, but then you did say it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Listeners, we want to hear from you your, your best grift stories. Hashtag Fast and the Furious Tokyo Grift. So <laughs> it's a Thursday. It's very clearly a Thursday, and the party's going to be on a Friday. But Baloo's issue is that payday is not until Saturday. Now, this raises two important questions. One, it seems like Louie and Baloo are friends. So can't Louie just front him the fucking $5? How yeah. would he make any money that way, Ben? Also, $5 is a lot of money in the Great Depression days when yeah. this is said. So that's a good point. That's yeah, like 400 bucks yeah. or something, I think. And also... Who gets paid on a Saturday? 
It was the 30s That's then. Crazy. Times were different. Nah. Yeah, didn't you see Casablanca? That was what the whole movie was about. <laughs> That's right. Humphrey Bargart goes to. <laughs> he goes there to get his paycheck, and it's on a Saturday. Yeah. And they keep saying, wow, it's Saturday. It's really foggy. <laughs> it, Casablanca. Uh, here's yeah. looking at you, Saturday, is the, yeah. the famous line from the movie, of course. Right. Play it again, Saturday. <laughs> so. <laughs> This is going to be the beginning of a beautiful Saturday. It's not what Baloo <laughs> said here. So we get Baloo's famous catchphrase. Sounds coconuts. And I was like, oh, that's a weird way to say coconuts, but maybe it's just an inflection of the character. But it's not because Baloo and Kit go to see Rebecca. And you know what she says? Are you coconuts? Today is Thursday. Payday's not till Saturday. The answer is no. All I'm saying is the show better have had like a sponsorship deal with Cocoa Crisp or something. Cause like, <laughs> why are they all saying Cocoa Nuts? It's, it's fucking crazy. One person said it wrong one time. And as a direct result, everyone had to mimic it so that they didn't get like, it's a good point. Out. That's the whole conceit of this episode actually. Is yep. you, you will something into existence and it, it's not going to work. So Baloo had asked Rebecca for an advance on payday. And she's like, you fat fuck. You're fucking Cocoa Nuts, my friend. And Baloo, he sits down and he pulls out his deck of cards and he starts thinking about the grift. He starts thinking about the angle. And Kit's like, well, Rebecca said no. And you get a nice defining characteristic of Baloo here. Kiddo, when are you going to learn? No doesn't mean no. What does it mean? It means you got to cut a corner. Beg a favor. Beat the system. I'm not going to go down the road. (laughs) Uh-huh. Of the things that are left unsaid here. Go ahead. Suffice Go it to road. say. What were you going to say? I am just disgusted. I understand that Baloo is supposed to be like the lovable scoundrel, but the way that he is introduced, and mind you, this is probably halfway through the series run. So maybe characters are like that Baloo, but he's so thoroughly unlikable Yeah, in the things that he says and that he does. So. At my workplace, there's a person who often will defend people by saying, he's a nice guy, but, and then lists a horrible thing that person has done. And I counter it every single time with, you can't be a nice guy and be Baloo. It would be the the proper thing here. But you You can't can't say say that because literally nobody on earth would understand what you meant. (laughs) You can't be like a nice guy and declare to a child no doesn't mean no. That is fucked up. Mm -hmm. It's not okay. Please don't take this out of context for a clip next week. We'll see. (laughs) All I heard was take this out of context for a clip next week. (laughs) What I like though here is Kit's character. So Kit's like the little shit, right? Like he's got his little backwards hat. He's so cool. The little hair comes out of the the back of the cap. Like yeah. really neat. Like I never had that. I could never get my hair like that with my backwards baseball cap. Like <laughs> I could do it now, but I, was, I just got a haircut. You gotta you gotta yeah. put it through just so you get the little wings going. I was so jealous of of Kit shit kicker. It's hip as shit now, and I'm fucking thirty six. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know what the kids like. I'm fucking sketching down the street. Anyway. Um, like, hey, what's up, douche nozzles? <laughs> <laughs> so Kit's entire character can be summed up as just like, oh, yeah? That's all he does is he follows Baloo around, and Baloo's like, all right. Well, when a woman says no, you just got to make your drink. 
and and Kit's like, oh yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and he's constantly <laughs> leaning, every time leaning on everything. Yeah, Kit loves loitering. Yeah, he's a little shit. That little punk. It's like a real he, menace. They want him to be the moral compass, but mm-hmm. they also need someone to instigate for Baloo. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Frustrating. you brought up moral compass because we're about to meet the real moral compass of the show, and that is Broadcast Sally. So Baloo goes to the local radio station because he's found his angle. This smooth cat, he has found the grift. So he goes to Broadcast Sally and... They banter a little bit about his past behavior. It sounds like this. A Saturday show broadcast on Friday morning. And what favor do I get in return? Well, let me see. I'll let you do my laundry. (laughs) Think again. So so broadcast Sally. This big old bear dick. (laughs) It's the hippopotamus. And (laughs) Baloo is like, I need a favor. And Sally goes through that he's asked her for many favors, but you know, it's it's a little playful, little Jack and Diane thing going on there. And he asks her to broadcast a Saturday show on Friday. Now, first of all, if you don't understand what happens next, you might hear that and say, What in the fuck does that mean? Which is exactly what I said the first time I watched it. Like, what what is he asking her to do? Is that like a euphemism? What's going on here? But no. I caught, I caught the meaning. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I, I I wasn't confused by that, Ben. The oh, rest okay. of the show, I was confused by. But oh. this, you're you're just wrong. Oh, so we're all talking about how confused we are. But th- this is yeah. the point where it's like, oh, you fucking idiot. No, no this makes it sense. Confusing. Then, I'm saying this is the only part that I understood why. Yeah. They did the, oh, it. he's gonna confuse. He's gonna mix up the calendars to confuse Sally. I wasn't expecting him to go to the fucking Siberia or whatever it is. Is this because I fucking down taught Baloo's character? He sucked. <laughs> I agree with Baloo you. Blue is bad. Blue is bad. So Blue tries to barter like, you can do my laundry, but it ends with them going on a date or it will end with them going on a date. That's that's the agreement. So that's part one of the plan. Here's part two of the plan. We're going to listen to it, but this doesn't quite get across how nefarious this all is. Now remember, Kit, we have to change all of Rebecca's calendars to Saturday. What you don't realize is Blue is standing in front of Rebecca's apartment door with Kit He's holding a screwdriver so he can break into her apartment forcefully, which he does. And he while rips, she's sleeping. While she's sleeping. It, it's the dead of night. So they, they break into her place. They rip all of the Friday pages off the calendar. For whatever reason, Becky has like 300 calendars. Because she has to keep track of payday because fucking Baloo keeps messing with her and stealing money. <laughs> and <laughs> so he walks into her bedroom. Where she rolls over and moans lightly while he pulls the calendar page off. Then they leave and they close the door and Blue's like, I've got one more touch. And he picks up a newspaper that has Saturday glued over the day and he leaves it there. And that's the plan. That's his grift. He's a bad grifter. Yeah. Oh, he's just going to trick her. And, and also, because it's over the radio, he's going to trick everybody else. Also, the, right. uh, the calendar in Sally's office didn't have a month on it. It just said calendar. <laughs> yeah. And then he flipped it to the next month and it said calendar. calendar. I was like, what month is it? Oh, it's the month of calendar. In the Great Depression, I've heard that nobody could afford months. So you That's just had true. to live day to day. Yeah. The weirdest thing about all of this, and I want to say the most unsettling, is that Baloo refers to this repeatedly as a joke and a practical joke. Yeah. All of his insane actions, which almost get Rebecca killed. 
He keeps saying, it's a practical joke. Hey, kid, we're going to gaslight her. That's That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. It is. You guys are back with me now, huh? This was confusing. No, no, this, I I am not confused by this, Ben. He's a fucking asshole gaslighter. There were too many calendars. I was confused by him. (laughs) I didn't know what month it was. Anyway, Rebecca wakes up the next morning. Who writes down favors in their calendar? That's true. That's it. (laughs) A big hot shit. This whole plan is contingent on Rebecca only looking at her paper calendars and listening to the radio. And not talking to anybody. Well, only talking to Baloo. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And that's it. It's a flimsy fucking plan. Or does he know her very well? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. had a scene where Blue like like talked to all the people in in Cape Suzette, and we're like, "Don't talk to Rebecca today; she's not feeling well." And just like to further this nefarious gaslighting. I just want them to go all out with it. Like, have Blue take the sea duck up to the sun and like pull it over like a millimeter to the right. Like, oh, this solar rotation's off by 0.3 degrees. You know, like just <laughs> most believe it's Saturday. <laughs> but Rebecca wakes up. Doesn't notice the screwdriver marks on her door or anything. And she's like, oh, God, this shit's afoot. So she goes down to the to Hire for Hire, which is the flying freight company or whatever. And Baloo's hanging out and they're talking. And Baloo's plan immediately starts to unravel very slightly. Baloo, did you deliver those telescopes to myopia yesterday? Yesterday? I thought they weren't due till Friday. Yesterday was Friday. They were supposed to be delivered in time for the arrival of Cleanser's Comet. Because you see, what Baloo did not remember is that by making it Saturday, he forgot his Friday deliveries. And that makes all the difference. He cost himself two days of work in a single day. And Kit's there. But didn't do the day of work. (laughs) Well, Kit's there and he's leaning up against the wall and he's like, this motherfucker done got grifted. Told you so. Did you like how it, the name of the place is Myopia? It made and, me laugh. Yeah. And oh, you lack of foresight. Well, it is funny, but there's a problem, and it's it raises its head in a second here, as we'll get to. I was having trouble with a lot of the voices in this show. You know, yeah. we watched a pretty way? good copy on Disney Plus, so this isn't some like bullshit off a of VHS tape from 1990. A lot of the characters, I had trouble understanding them. Okay. The dude with the lisp that we'll talk about in a second mm-hmm. here, I really. I really had to watch it twice to know what the fuck he was saying. I still don't grasp what he was saying, but like just to understand the words. Yeah. And Sally Struthers as uh, Rebecca was like, it sounded like she recorded into a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I was like, why is it so soft compared to everybody else? Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if the Walt Disney Company knew that this was not their best work. And so they didn't preserve it the same way that they preserved other shows. Mm-hmm. And then they got to Disney plus and they were like, what is the best version that we have recorded? And like, we just didn't get the best yeah. quality. Maybe oh, it's, it's the one off of Eisner's kids VCR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Chet the Disney vault. <laughs> get in the Chet's vault. <laughs> <laughs> so now Kit is going to go with Becky and Baloo, and they're all going to Thembria to deliver some chinchilla earmuffs and also some telescopes. I think they were two separate deliveries, but for the sake it of time, conflates. we'll just say it's the same the same delivery. So now we're in Thembria, and this is apparently a recurring place, which I was not aware of. I was thinking this is like a villain of the week sort of thing. Oh, no. But so you're in like an ice castle. It's very Siberian, and you're with a couple of warthogs. So you're with Dunder. And Dunder is voiced by Lorenzo Music, who did Garfield, did Peter and the Real Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to call him Garfield here, because this guy only got the one voice. 
I was going to say, it was distracting how much he yeah, was Garfield. Yeah. yeah, really sleepy. I really like this lasagna. And I've said yeah. it before, and I will Thank say it you. again. Voice acting, what a fucking gig. Like, this guy had one voice, and it's a great voice. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I, it's I love smooth. the voice. It's smooth. And the, and the delivery, uh, and, you know, the deadpan, just yeah. wonderful. Yeah, like, his comedic timing is great. You know, they say Mel Blanc, the man with a thousand voices. Lorenzo Music, not that so much. Only needed one. He and he's getting gigs. One. It's great. No, I, yeah. I, that's a grift. I like it. That makes him the grift king. So he's also there with Colonel Spigot. And Colonel Spigot is, he, well, he's tiny. He's a little tiny warthog. And, well, let, let's meet them. I, I, here's, here's a point where I was a little bit confused. Broadcast Sally from Cape Suzette is illegal against the law. I know, sir. And I never miss a chance not to listen to her, too. So I thought that Colonel Spigot was Wallace Shawn who, if you don't know Wallace Shawn listeners, he's the inconceivable guy from um, from Princess Bride. He was a teacher in the Clueless TV show, which is probably also, a little more obscure than Princess also Bride. Also in the movie. He was yeah. in the movie. Oh, was he in the movie, Tim? Uh, no, we're talking about the TV show. He was fantastic in uh, My Dinner with Andre. Yes. No, no, we're talking about the Clueless TV show. Oh, oh no, I'm talking about Andre, the movie about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was like Wallace Shaw doing a, a Daffy Duck impression. That's what yeah. I got here. Yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was Michael Gulf. And that that is not the guy who played Alfred in Oh my god, I had Batman to look this up. <laughs> I read the I've read like all of the Wikipedia articles. Yeah, yeah. I was like, where is he where's it come up that he was in Batman? Wrong one. Different guy, unfortunately. Womp womp. Because the real Michael Goff was afflicted with McGregor syndrome at the time, so he was unavailable. <laughs> so they had to get his voice acting union equivalent. <laughs> tough tough disease to cure. Ben, yes. why don't you chew with the references? <laughs> No, never. So they hear the radio broadcast from Broadcast Sally, and they're like, oh, I thought it was Friday, because Dunder is stamping things with a big F, but they're like, oh, well, is it Saturday? And now Colonel Spigot is off his rocker mat, and here's where the episode becomes very dense, because he goes to see the high marshal who's getting his eyebrows plucked, and here's a little of their conversation. I recommend we declare war, your high marshalness. Uh, and uh, why is that? Because those Cape Suzette swine have declared today Saturday. Everyone knows today is Friday. People's payday, day of the cleanser comet. Oh, this makes me furious. <laughs> Hold on. So he's mad because he thinks that they've declared it saturday as an act of war even though it's friday which is the day that the comet is coming but also the payday for the thembrians right Right. is that what he's saying yeah what the fuck does that mean because communists get paid on friday yeah and that works and thembria bear pays you basically yeah it's so dense here's more of their conversation but what about the cleanser comet it's due today if the people see it they'll know it's really friday it's overcast. It's been for three years. No one will see it. Because the leader's like, you know what? Today is Saturday. Because now the people that we pay will have missed their checks, which means we don't have to pay them. And it's just like, what? What are we doing here? Like, what What conflict are we setting up? Well, because in 1990, they mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that all American children were brainwashed into hating communism and Russia and anything like those things. Right? Right. And, and it so, worked. Fuck you, communists. <laughs> part of that is, yeah, did you know that if you miss getting your paycheck, you just don't get paid there? Mm-hmm. Like, it seems... <laughs> Tough gig. 
<laughs> That's so what it, is, is that how they would talk to him? <laughs> I feel hey, like. Can you believe it? I feel like this I'm is how my God. parents would have tried to brainwash me into hating a country. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, I'm going to reuse an old joke. Because Baloo and the gang show up, and then the Thembrians pull out the P-tape. <laughs> Baloo and the gang head home. That's the end of the episode. Episode over. So, what really happens is, they decide it's Saturday now, and you get the first of the ultraviolence. Anyone who disagrees will be sent to prison. Anyone who complains will do hard labor. Anyone who sneers will be shot. A lot of talk about hangings and shootings in this episode. That oh, is correct. My God. Yeah, really overt, too. Like... Pick this noose. It's, it's, yeah. it's, oh, yep. boy. oh, boy. We'll get to that later. I was just so confused as to what was happening here. This is like a fucking comet for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's overcast. I, I don't know. Yeah. And then like, it, Shailen, I thought you picked this episode because of like the disinformation thing. I thought you were trying to like make a political, political statement. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, no. Um, I'll let you guys know when we get to the part why I picked this episode. Okay. And it's, All right. again, there is a very small nugget in this episode, which is the only specific plot point that I remember from the whole series. Hashtag big league tease. <laughs> so Baloo and the gang are flying the fucking earmuffs or whatever the fuck they're delivering earmuffs, in. yes. And Spigot's like, no, it's Saturday. And Baloo's like, no, it's Friday. And they're like, and so we get into this whole like, who's on first bullshit. Saturday, Saturday. (laughs) They decide to shoot the plane down, but they don't have any bullets. So they have to get a little bit creative. Careful, Baloo, bathtub to two o'clock. Bathtub? What are you talking about? It's a tub attack. And there's literally bathtubs being thrown at them. Is tub attack... Like, does that sound like a military phrase or something that I don't know? Yeah. So this comes up a lot in uh, Call of Duty Warzone, yeah. which Ben and I play yeah. all the time. That's why and, I'm asking. Uh, when you're dropping into Verdansk, you're always like, you got to watch out for that tub attack in the uh, in the skies. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for clarifying. We're, we're on a dry streak, but as soon as that tub comes, we'll be swimming in it. It's like the Ted offensive. Yeah. Like That's why I have a rubber ducky skin. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of Call of Duty Warzone. Shailen, you haven't seen this yet. There's a new skin in the game. It's a good one. Uh, it speaks to my sensibilities. What is it? It's a, it's a ghillie suit, but it's all fucking weed leaves. And there's a cloud of smoke constantly coming out of your guy's mouth. All right. Smoke weed every day. It's awesome. He appears to be wearing like a tie-dye cap as well. Of course he is. His name's Fish Food. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the guy's name is, uh, but that's a game for the fucking stoners out there. Hit me his up. His name is uh, Jordy Garcia. Hell Yeah. yeah. So a bathtub is heavy, and I don't know how you'd get a bathtub up to the level of a plane. Fiberglass bathtubs are not as heavy. But in 1930, I don't think there were fiberglass bathtubs. Those clawfoot bathtubs, though. Those weigh a shit ton. It's true. Truly, though. They're made of metal. They were time bandits, so maybe they had fiberglass. Maybe. Tough to tell. For whatever reason, the, the sea duck lands in Thembria and... The bears and other assorted animal. I don't know what Rebecca is. I don't know. A muskrat. Of I some called sort. her a rodent. She's like Sally Acorn, but like all buttoned up and yeah. not a squirrel. You know, underneath there's just like a let yeah. loose Rebecca, real you know? party animal. I think let that was... cub hair down. Oh God! It's supposed to be like Gadget <laughs> from Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Like she was her counterpart. So oh, okay, mm. okay. Not necessarily a sex goddess. <laughs> 
necessarily. Yeah, but but it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not. I can't discount it. I wasn't there. <laughs> you don't know what she's doing with Baloo's prickly pears. I don't want to know, to be honest. I just buttoned up. Listeners, hit us up if you think um, Rebecca is a sex goddess. Uh, hashtag Rebecca's Cunningham's. Hashtag Rebecca's short and curlies. Oh. <laughs> <And> <laughs> hashtag matted fur. Oh. <laughs> so they get arrested and um, uh, let's just uh, let's get on the rails here. Trials are the one thing in Zambria that are swift and expedient. You'll have a fair trial. So they make this joke a lot that Thembria, you know, a lot, lot of red tape, but then Fucking bureaucrats, they use this joke at least three or four times in this one episode, which we are over halfway through. Like things are slow, but not this. This is supposed to be slow, but it ain't here. You think this is going to take a week? Shut the fuck up. We're doing it now. Like it's like, man, that joke is fine. It's not that great. Jimin. Yeah, Listen. Jim and Magoo. Yeah. He was focusing his energy on trying to figure out what version of flying toasters, like how far they could go and keep it a joke in the episode mm-hmm. without being in copyright infringement with Microsoft. <laughs> so Bathtubs. Baloo at the trial is like, it was a practical joke. I just wanted to get paid. And the judge is like, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, hey there. But you're still guilty because you're, you're not supposed to be here. So he basically admits... Yeah, that's fine. It could be Friday. And there's a lot of people there, and this is being broadcast on the radio. That's correct. Makes the rest of the episode kind of confusing when they need to convince the country that it is actually Friday and not Saturday, but that's fine. Two plus two equals five, Ben. But the judge is like, you know what? You're guilty. And except for the kid. The kid can go because, you know, unlike the American government, are we getting too political? Um, We don't imprison children for no reason. So the the Thembrians are going to let Kit go. And he says- So the blue go too. Well, they did. Yeah. Since this is first defense, I will be lenient. Boy is free to go. I won't go without Baloo. Okay, big one is free too. Oh, that's swell of you. And you're like, well, that's just great. Oh, wow. I can't believe I'm free. The sweet taste of freedom. This joke was very practical. And Rebecca's like, well, shit. Well, that was easy. But maybe not. Hold it, Poopski. You are going to firing squad. What? So he calls her Poopy, and then he sentences her to death. Poopski. Also, just pause for one second. Pause, bears. <laughs> Blue. <laughs> Hashtag <Nice>. matted fur. <laughs> Blue. <laughs> Hashtag the bear up there. Uh-huh. The bear up there. <laughs> Blue Hashtag gets so... Illegal. He's so happy that he and the kid are free. That the woman that he's trying to grift just gets abandoned. Mm-hmm. He's just like, well, fuck you. This is all because I tried to steal from you, and you will reap the benefits of me trying to steal from you with your life. See ya. Yeah, and he saunters his ass out of there. Fucking asshole. Yeah, Baloo's an asshole, but like the writers here, like what a convoluted way. Everything about this show is convoluted. Like, yeah. why do they need bathtubs like they can't use bullets so we'll throw bathtubs like it's a convoluted joke it's a convoluted reason to put the woman character in distress right to make her a damsel in distress you mm-hmm. could put the kid in there and it would have been fine it would have been the same thing you could have put blue and had the woman could have killed the kid, the kid solve the problem yeah you could have well, just killed him and, and made him into a rug yeah it also there was no reason like it didn't have to be this extreme like damsel in right. distress it could have been like 
oh, she paid Baloo early and because she thought it was Saturday, but now she doesn't have pay- money to give like the newspaper boy. Well, and I'm like, s- here's a plot, you know? I'm, that sounds dreadfully boring, but I'm really glad that you brought up Extreme. Extreme. Because yes. the consulting producer on this episode was Paul Heyman, who, of course, was the creator of early 90s wrestling sensation, Extreme Championship Wrestling. Was it really? That's why Blue, later in the episode, hits Colonel Spigot with a barbed wire oh, bat. is that why they kept calling them the Blue Meanie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes sure. more sense now. Makes sense. Listeners, we want to know your favorite Disney ECW mashups, hashtag uh, Baloo Meanie. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, damn it. Yeah, it was good. So now Baloo and Kit are sitting outside the court building. Baloo is sitting on the scales of justice, which he tips because he's really fat. And Kit's like, you know what, Baloo? You got to take this one down the middle, brother. You can't grift. You can't scheme. You can't angle. So here's what Baloo comes up with. This is his straight as an arrow plan. Well, the comet is supposed to be here on Friday. Now, if everyone sees it then, they'll know what day it really is, and Becky will be home free. Okay. (sighs) Baloo's first plan was really confusing, but I think we walked through it. The second plan is predicated on making the Thembrians see the comet, which they all know, just by birthright, I guess, is coming on Friday. Does it come on every Friday? Like on, <laughs> yeah. Is it only every year it com- only comes on Friday? Like- it comes on payday. <laughs> it comes on payday. And it's like- We all do. Wait a minute. Okay. Okay. True <laughs> uh, enough. Hashtag love that money. But it's like the court that they were just in, the judge was like, well, it may be Friday, but Thembria says it's Saturday and we don't care. So it's like, so what good would showing the Thembrians that it's, Friday, right. do how would that free Becky at all? It doesn't help because they don't care about what's actually happening around them. They only care to follow what's being told to them. And here, accidentally, we have America's current political climate. Oh shit! Anyway, take a seat, Trump. Yeah. Hashtag release the P tape. <laughs> Here's a question for you guys: Would you watch the P tape? No. Yes. Yeah, I would, 100%. Unequivocally. Yeah. Why wouldn't you watch the P-Tape? I would ask for a summary. I would not want to watch it. God, that... Because that, there's nothing that I want less than to see more of that person. Like, that body. I don't I don't want to know. I don't want to see it. It just... <laughs> nope. Like a batch of pillows. I feel like it would be like a two girls, one cup kind of thing for me. Like, I would start watching it and be like, oh, fuck, no. And I would stop stop immediately. Or, uh, or cake farts. I don't want to get. I I never never stopped cake farts. Uh, Cake farts is very funny. It's funny. So let's uh, get this done. Hashtag release the P tape. So hashtag send jail on the P tape. So anyway, no, thank you. So they have to go get the plane out of the junkyard or whatever, and the officials like, nope, we took it, and we're converting it into apartments. (laughs) So Baloo is because it's no because we need to kill thirty five seconds. Yeah. So Baloo is like, all right, well, we got to go, and? We've got to find the sea duck before it goes condo. My plane. <laughs> My plane. I don't know if it's supposed to be like, I know it, it's talking about condominiums, but that line, if you think about it, like, we got to get it back before it goes condo. Like, that doesn't make any that, sense. That's not like a Makes thing no people sense. say yeah. to sound cool. Like, it's not like, you My know, you're plane. shortening it to make to sound hip or like, you know, sound like, make it quicker or whatever. Like, yeah. 
goes condo? Like, I have to think about that. You should have just said before it becomes a condominium. And then I wouldn't have to think about it for five minutes. I was like, is he thinking that it sounds like condor, which is another kind of bird? Does he think commando? I'm just trying to think of what <laughs> Is he it... thinking of three days of the condo? Is he thinking of NBA superstar Rajan Rondo? Is he thinking of command condo? <laughs> Do you guys want to hear a funny story using the word condo? It's connected, I promise. Ready? Sure. So when I watched Tailspin, it was with my neighbors. It had to have been, right? Tail over. Uh, Tail has been spun. My friend thought that when you abbreviated condo, you called it a condom because her parents- So when you abbreviate condominium. Condominium. Because condom is longer than condo. So she thought that the abbreviation for condominium was condom because she overheard her parents talking when we were kids about- they need to make sure that they buy a condom. And she just jumped to, oh, they must mean condominium because surely my parents don't have sex with each other. We're moving. She really thought that for like many, many years, she would argue with people that it was not condo. Mm-hmm. It was condom. And it was very funny. Can I, I'm, I'm gonna, I just came up with a joke. And I'm going to tell it on the air. And you guys tell me if it's over the line. If it is, okay. I'll cut it out. I just thought of a domestically themed gay bar. It's called Condom in He and Him. Huh? Is that pretty good? <laughs> <laughs> Is that too far? I don't think, uh, I don't think that's too far. Uh, I, don't no, I don't think it's a bad taste. What do you think? Make it bank? It seems like it's a. It's hard to say. Condom in He and Him. It's fine. <laughs> it works. It rolls, it rolls right off the Yeah, tongue. it does. You yeah. say it 40 or 50 times and it's fine. Anyway... Yeah. So Rebecca is (laughs) in the jail and you get this long scene here. And we mentioned the nooses come out. I'm going to play this whole thing. It's like 25 seconds long, but picture it as a child. Don't tell me. Is it possible Baloo got me freed? No. For your execution, we're letting you choose your noose. Take this lovely seersucker sheep shank or this taffeta timber knot. You're a barbarian. Hey, wait a minute. I thought I was being sent to the firing squad. You are! In Vembria, you are shot, thin hung. We like to be thorough. So that's all kind of horrifying. All of it. It's like very horrifying. This is a a cartoon for children. They they usually are. (laughs) The Simpsons isn't always. Fair enough. Rick and Morty. Oh, man. They get that Szechuan sauce. Don't talk about it. We'll get that fan base all over us. We don't want that. Ah, uh, we'll be flamed. Anyway, it's it's horrifying. They won't be yeah, welcome in condominium. So is this? <laughs> I don't think those Russians will have anything to do with. I mean, sorry, those Thembrians mm-hmm. will have anything to do with that bar. Mm-hmm. Then fair enough. So Shailen, was this the point that you remembered and wanted to choose this episode? Nope, or? not yet. We're there. We're almost oh, there. Oh boy, we're okay. getting there. Okay, because this would have just been etched in my memory for a very long time oh i'm sure it's there subconsciously in a way that i probably need therapy but this was not the reason i picked the episode so let's dig that out (laughs) (laughs) so the the next visual we get is the thembrians are leading becky into like the the death box and her hands are tied behind her back and she's being let out with a rope which is around her neck they put a target on her there's a bunch of tanks looking at her but ooh, it's a little bit of a misdirection because those thembrians they like to build up. They like to tease, right? So you get 
Yes, Rebecca Cunningham, you're the featured guest on This Was Your Life, the radio program that asks the question, was it worth it? <laughs> I'll admit it, I laughed. This is pretty funny. <laughs> and here you have... She's wailing. The noise. That I remembered. Her <laughs> wailing. Oh, man. That noise that she made as they tell her, we're going to murder you soon <laughs> for a crime that isn't actually criminal through weird- It was criminal. She wasn't supposed to be there. <sighs> so that wailing? That noise is the exact <laughs> that, reason. And that's actually what Werner Herzog listens to during Grizzly Man? Sure. It's that wailing. It's yeah. that bear wailing. Very similar. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. No, no, it's it's the, they play that footage. You don't hear it, but that's yeah, that's yeah. the rumor on Reddit anyway. Shailen, yeah, I know you wouldn't watch the P tape. Would you watch the Grizzly Man tape? I don't know that I could handle it. Uh, I don't know that I could handle it. Here's what I know about myself: I am very cold and generally unfeeling about strangers. Oh, and d- definitely stuff. something. Yeah, you're so. About, yeah. Cold but when and there's unfeeling. animals involved, I get like very, very invested. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would be upsetting to see an animal that I'm like, you're so beautiful and in nature. Oh, God, what are you doing? Like, I don't know how I would. Can I ask a follow up? Yes. You wouldn't watch the P tape. No. You wouldn't watch the Grizzly Man tape. Probably not. Would you watch the movie Congo? No. <laughs> nope. No interest. Ben's way of asking you on a date. <laughs> would you watch the movie Congo with me this Friday? Uh, listeners. We want to know from you, would you rather watch the Grizzly Man tape or the movie Congo? Hashtag Grizzly Man or Condo. Go. Condo go. Condo go. Yeah, that's right. Before it goes Congo? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I laughed. I mean, this is kind of funny. I laughed when she, when she wailed. Oh, oh, the show. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was funny, too. Um, I laughed when she wailed. I laughed when they brought out her third grade teacher, and her third grade teacher said, and to think your class voted you least, least likely to be shot by a firing squad. <laughs> That's a pretty good superlative. That's a good joke. Yeah. That's a good joke. Did you guys ever have any of those superlatives, like in your high school yearbook or whatever? Oh, yeah. What was yours, Shailen? Did you get one? <laughs> you got one? I got, let's see, my high school yearbook, I had two. Most likely to be born in 1925. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was most musical and most unique. Most musical, huh? Yeah. But you don't want to sing on the air very much. I played instruments and often sang in hallways, but I was not a singer. You sang in hallways? <laughs> what oh, does yeah. that mean? <laughs> really great acoustics out there. For like change? <laughs> no, like I would I would do like a narrative of what I was looking at as I went down the hallway. Ah, uh, that's why you were most unique, I see. Uh, that's not why, but it's okay. That all counts. Dave, Dave, did you have any superlatives? Were you best or most likely to do anything? I, I was a class clown. Okay. Which would, would have been most funniest, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah, class clown. Okay. And I had a really I had a campaign for that. There was this other kid that was not funny. I wasn't funny either, but like he was he was like leagues beyond me and how, and how unfunny he was. Sure. And they were like, oh, we're voting for him. We're voting for him. So yeah, I had a campaign for it and uh, I won. You said you weren't a grifter. You grifted your way to that win. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking grift. I voted for other people for the two superlatives that I got. Okay. I don't remember voting for superlatives. Did you have a cafeteria? We did have a cafeteria. We, we had food there. like ballot box in the cafeteria for ours. We did not have ballot box. Ben, didn't you win West Best Hog? <laughs> yeah, I did. I won several. I won Best Hog. 
most likely to not make it. And uh, most likely most, to have a hottest. podcast about <laughs> cartoons. Most likely to walk into the ocean. most likely to grift soon enough Mm. Mm. life is young or is it so now we go back to Baloo and Baloo grifts this Thembrian woman out of her home Mm -hmm. and then he flies away I wouldn't say that he grifts her. I would say that he cold-heartedly pushes her out to live in he the does. snow. He does. That's. I mean, that's the grift. That's the angle, baby. That's that's hashtag grift life. Oh, was she living in his plane? Yeah. That's what he did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was he, a condo. Me and my daughter could not figure out, like, what, like I couldn't put together the condo home thing, like, because the way it's shot, like, she, they're in the place, and then they get her out, and then they're all of a sudden in the plane. I was like, wait, are, and it felt like it was in a different area. Mm-hmm. Oh, we were we were just baffled by it, shaking our heads on the couch. Yeah. So so she lives there, or she did, because Baloo okay. grifts her out of the plane. Kit, Not for long, though. Kit immediately is like, that wasn't really on the up and up. And Baloo's like, yes, it was. <laughs> and then they you just, you just evicted a saddled woman and her chickens. That's the paper moon, Kit. Oh, that's where the chickens came from. Yeah. Oh, we'll get back to the chickens. So Baloo's flying the plane around. It's got a plow on it. Find the old D-suck around. <laughs> I don't know where he got the plow, but it, but he has it. Unimportant. And you know how like clouds or water vapor? Yep. You know, like yeah. when you're in a plane, like you fly through clouds, you're not sucking them up. Baloo or, is or using them the plow. Like snow. Yeah. Because the clouds here look like black ink. Maybe it's smog. Does smog work that way? Shailen, you're a smog expert. Smog does not work that way, Ben. Okay. And thank you for acknowledging my many incredible awards on my smog studying career. Most, like, most likely the to smog. Nobel smog prize. Yeah, yeah. Least likely to not know smog. And so they they get in a dogfight and the plow falls off the plane. We cut back to Becky, who is getting the This Is Your Life treatment. And she makes a simple request. <laughs> Please stop. Get this over with. Shoot me. <laughs> simple request. And then we go back to the plane. And now it's like, well... Shit, we don't have a snowplow to push clouds around. Now what are we going to do? And Kit... Want to bet? Put on a happy face, because gray skies are going to clear up. Now why does that sound familiar? Okay, that that's fine. I, I just want to play the first couple seconds of this again. Want to bet? Put on a happy face. Was Kit drunk? Maybe. Want to Wanna bet? Let me tell you, Robin. Give me a scotch, <laughs> blue. Give me like a skycap, Robin. So he, I, I will go with the theory that he is drunk because what he does is he essentially parasails out of the plane. So he's hanging out of the back of a plane by a rope, right? And he's standing on what looks to be a satellite dish and he's holding a paper fan. And somehow this is clearing up the clouds. Yeah, Shailen, I think he does this a lot. Like he always like skyboards or whatever. You does he do it. this a lot? Okay, it does. It's in the opening credits. It's guy an X gamer, so I assume that's true. Yeah, it's like the Sean White of clouds. Ooh, yeah, the the big tomato. Mm-hmm. And as he's out there, you see the comet with them. The comet is reddening the entire sky, like it's literally the red dawn. And it's like, so some clouds are going <laughs> to stop this from, from being seen? I mean, it's low-hanging clouds. It's fog. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they're up there with it, so they're going to see it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then the, the smog is blocking it. If the comet is out there in the atmosphere, they have a bigger problem than the Thembrians not seeing it, I well, would say. This is on a different timeline where okay. the world is extinct by 1940, mm-hmm. I think. So put put science aside. I, I hate to do have it. To. I know it breaks Shailen's heart, but you got to do it for the good this of the show. This is where the inf- misinformation comes in, Ben. You're yeah. just like the Thembrians. I know. It's fine. That's why I have the P-tape. So <laughs> they succeed somehow. They fucking move the clouds. Becky is saved. And they're getting ready to leave the country. But not before a few parting words. You mean you didn't cut any corners? Well, maybe just a little trim. You didn't pull a scam or cheat or anything? Nope. Of course, uh, don't hold me to the truth. I won't. But just get me out of this slush pit. <laughs> and they leave Thembria classic struthers he he lies to her right the consequences should not exist she's right she just needs to get the fuck out of there because they're about to murder her Mm -hmm. why are they having this fucking conversation why does it matter if he grifted someone or not he accidentally almost got her executed and now he has to get her not executed why does any of that matter it doesn't they're just reinforcing that he's a fucking liar, horrible person character. That's the grift life, baby. That's how it works. GD, Baloo sucks. That's how it works. But Baloo gets his here because they get back to Cape Apple Pie or wherever. And Crepe Suzette. They're hanging out and Baloo's like, I'm going to go check out King Louie's party, even though I don't have any money. Which sort of defeats the purpose of the episode. But That's who great. shows but up? I got these chickens. <laughs> That's right. Okay, Dave, you reminded me. Yeah. During that last that last clip... You heard some chickens come out. And I was like, did Baloo griff chickens? <laughs> did he, like, where do those chickens come from? That's no, what like, being a matchstick man is all about, Ben. Yeah. yeah. A, a confidence man can get what he needs, and Baloo needed those chickens. The, the old woman had them. The old woman had chickens because it was her house, and she's raising chickens for food because she lives where they don't pay you if it's the wrong uh, day of the week. Just okay. like every home has chickens. like They could have done something else that established that it was a, a being used as a home instead of chickens. Dave's right. They could have done something better than chickens to establish it was her home. The podcast is over. I'm right. I would like to raise a theory here. Yes. You know how in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, the pizza guy, he goes to infiltrate the Foot Clan. And they make him steal all the bells off of the um, the dummy. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Do you think yeah. that this is Kit's introduction into into being a confidence bear? Is he has to grift some chickens? Maybe. <laughs> Just as like a side <laughs> hustle. You think? I like the concept. Yeah. If you can get this feed from these chickens, you're part of the crew. Baloo, Baloo turned into Gary Busey as well. Yeah. And that's yeah, hey there. How's it going? Yeah. <laughs> you got to stare into the eyes of the pig. And then you eat its soul. And that's how you survive the game. Oh, boy. Whenever our last episode is, we should just do Surviving the Game. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good movie, folks. Stay tuned for next week where we watch Surviving, Surviving the, the game. game. It's been a good run. So Baloo is going to go to the party, but then Sally shows up. They get into a whole thing here. Mm, ready for a night on the town, big bear. You owe me one, Becky. You owe me then they all shrug and they go, that's our Baloo. Becky owes him for making him follow through on a promise he made to a hopeful hippopotamus. 
as a result of him trying to keep her alive after putting her in the precarious position of almost being executed. Right. Yeah. He is an expert gaslighter and like, I am so frustrated. You picked the show. I know. It's the worst part about it, isn't it? It really is so frustrating. Did you watch it before you picked it and sent it to us? No. No, I didn't. Ben Ben is shaking his head vigorously. That's that's not how this works. I often will choose which cartoon I think is a good idea. And then I say, what was the memorable moment for me? Like, what episode do I remember Mm -hmm. best? And then I will Google to see if there's anything like super terrible in that episode. And as it turns out, a lot of the episodes of Tailspin have really crazy stuff in them. Yeah, they're all about sky pirates and blue hustling. There's a whole episode where he's just playing three card money. It's pretty boring. It's like a bad video game that you can't actually interact with. You know what they call that? A movie. <laughs> Take that, <laughs> big Hollywood. <laughs> you got him, Ben. <laughs> anyway. So that's Tailspin. Stick to grifting. Dave, we, you've already said you would show this to a child. You jumped the line. But Shailen, would you show it to a child? No. Why? <laughs> because Blue is a jackalope bad, terrible influence and a awful role model and also it might require me to watch it again and i don't want to and also violent violent it's very violent also a lot of violet in it i'm gonna surprise you guys i would show this to a child because the more we talk about it the more i realize baloo not a good role model right i think we can all agree there but he has the skills that one needs to succeed, especially in a 2020 world. You know, when you got your QAnons out there and your trolls, you got to know how to find the angle. It's an important thing for kids. And let's go with one to five uh, grift chickens. No, <laughs> one to five matted first. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say two. Okay. It's not really, really bad. Uh, it was very confusing, convoluted, and all that. But so uh, the animation quality was fine. Yep. The voice acting was okay. Yeah, it's a two. I agree with two grifted chickens. Mad at first. I think that it was up to the quality standards of Disney. I think that they just chose bad characters to use. They were true to my understanding of what Baloo's character was in the Jungle Book, too. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of shortcutty and, like, taking what you need and taking what you want. But ultimately, maybe having something good at heart. Like, he keeps Mowgli alive, right? Well, we don't know. This is... I'm not convinced. That... I think that this is a different universe. But okay. I think he ate Mowgli. Interesting. Yeah. What classic Disney animation cartoon characters would you would you cast instead of Baloo and, and King Louie, etc.? I would draw from uh, the Black Cauldron. Well, <laughs> let me ask you this. Are you talking about for like a new cartoon? Or are you talking no, no, about for, for, for like Tailspin. Tailspin? Yeah. You mentioned like it was not the best cast like you know, the, of characters. You like, use everyone's favorite, the Great Mouse Detective. Radigan. I feel like Robin Hood at least has some kind of moral compass, right? So if he's... I can see that. 
I had the same thought. Yeah. Okay. He's, and he's a fox. doing the work and like and kind of a fox and, and <laughs> yeah, kind is. of a fox. But well, like when he goes fuck? on his missions on the airplane, he's like, oh, well, I'm going to I'm gonna keep two of these pairs of earmuffs and I'm going to give them to charity. But like, I, I feel like with that. Robin Hood's the same cognitive dissonance because Robin Hood was set in like medieval times. This guy's yeah. running around with a bow and arrow. You know what I mean? Like, I will That's not say true. that that Jungle Book did, does not suffer from this. Like the idea of taking those characters from the jungle and just dumping them in here is weird. It's almost like any of the Disney movies that are animal related, they are in that context. So when you remove them from that context, you might as well not even use them. Aristocats would work. Oh yeah, yeah that I mean, that is maybe the closest. But it's like to me the value of Baloo. The value of blue. What the fuck are we doing? Um, <laughs> like you remove all of the value of those characters by taking them out of that situation. That's not why you're watching them. You know, you can yeah. do that with a Chip and Dale because Chip and Dale hadn't been around in like 30 years. Well, and I think also Chip and Dale's context wasn't well established. That's why they called them the Chip and Dale context rangers. Why? We, I know. I know. Probably should have cast, you know, Scrooge McDuck, who hadn't been around for a while. Um, and his and his nephews, and they could have just uh, solved crimes in their city, and it could have been called Ducktales. Mm-hmm. It needs a lot of quack references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This apparently was also released the quack tape. I don't trust that that McDuck either. This was apparently directly ripped off from an episode of Ducktales. No, according to IMDb. no, not the people with the same creative forces. I thought it was very funny. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we wrote this episode two weeks ago. We could just repurpose it. It's was, fine. Was Blue going? Oh. <laughs> what would you rate this ben two and a half it's fine it's fine Uh, what i like about it i think and i'm not going to do the thing where it's like i'll watch more of this because it it ain't happening but i think we got a bunk episode here i think the concept of these characters like hanging around in the 30s and having that sort of aesthetic and that's those sort of adventures there's something to that Mm -hmm. that doesn't come across in this episode at all Right. You know, like a really convoluted concept in a 22-minute cartoon, in a Disney cartoon, no less, is not what you're looking for. You know, like, I'm not going out to the theater and watching, like, Tenet. You know, I'm watching fucking Tailspin. So, you know, give Baloo, like, a peanut gun and have him fight a sky pirate. You know, to me, like, that's that's interesting. I disagree. I think uh, I, I read the – there's a Wikipedia page just for the cast of characters. Mm-hmm. There's, like, hundreds of them. There are a lot, yeah. There's so many. I just think there's too many random villains and characters to to make. Like there were at least ten speaking roles. But this isn't The Walking Dead, right? Like the you know if they're rotating among three or four villains and you're seeing like a random one, like you're getting a random serial a week. I'm okay with that. We didn't okay. we didn't get right. that here. So I think I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt that we get a real fucking weird episode. But I'm not willing to give it the benefit of the doubt to the extent that I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I desperately want to watch more of that. And so we'll, we'll go through all 65. We'll settle in the middle. Speaking of grifting. Y'all want to play a game? Yes. There's no choice. So, Hello. <laughs> tonight's game, it's a combo. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is their life. Six Ooh. degrees of Kevin Bacon edition. <laughs> so... Each each person or cartoon character, yeah. you, there will be three clues for you to guess who I'm describing. Okay? So it's a reflection on parts of their life, part of their professional career. Sure. So you get one point 
for guessing who it is that I'm giving details about. So okay. if, you know, if I say... Joseph Stalin. Then, at the end of the game, you will get five points if you can follow the trail to get from the first character or actor to the last character or actor in a six degrees of Kevin Bacon style connection. So we have to follow your thought process. They, they, this is is hard. It's not tangential connections. Like there's actual overlap in, in how these things relate to one another. So for example, if I describe Mickey Mouse Mm -hmm. and you guys accurately figure out it's Mickey Mouse or you fail. And then the next one is Walt Disney. Like there's like creator of Mickey Mouse. Mm -hmm. And then the next one is Goofy, also created by Walt Disney. Like Disney World, I win. They have actual connections, not just Shaylin style, like, oh, one time. They both saw a butterfly once. Yeah, I won't do any of those. They turned left at the tree. You go fucking straight at the tree. How many times I have to tell you, you go straight at the big tree. Anyway, I'm bad at giving directions for those people out there listening. I think that came through. <laughs> We're not going to take turns. So this is every every answer counts for a point, And at the end, you each have an opportunity for a single point. So we need buzzing noises. You do? Or you can just shout. Jim and Megan. Coco nuts. Oh, damn it. Um, I don't have any other good tailspin noises. Whoa. Uh, uh, barely legal. <laughs> barely. Oh, I know. <laughs> Matted for. Oh. I'll come up with something. I'll come up with something. All right. So, do you want me to? Or, yes, I will tell you. I had to get there. Uh huh. If it's a real person, a cartoon character, or an actual, or a TV show, or something, I'll tell you what that is before we. I start giving clues. So we'll get a category. Get a category. Okay. 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 Future game idea. Just speaking of categories before we get into this. Yeah. The game's called Scattergories, and it's a this or that, but it's like, did this person ever like have a character that shit on camera? All right. <laughs> That's it. It's the whole game. Love it. On board. <laughs> this We're is, punchy. This is an actor slash actress, real person. Kevin Bacon. No. This person made their dancing debut on a Herb Albert special. <laughs> Coconuts. Dave. Gene Kelly. No. <laughs> you guys, I'm <laughs> I'm starting in the basis of we just watched Tailspin. This person turned down a million dollars to pose nude for Playboy. Coconuts. Oh. Dave. Sally Struthers. Thank you. Blue the bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, have you seen those nudes? <laughs> the famous turned them uh, down. Famous actor, yeah. um the the guy who did Blue the Bear. All right. This is a beloved cartoon character. Mm-hmm. I can't read my own writing. Coco Nuts. Ben. Damn it. That's mine. I'm, I'm stealing it. Blue the Bear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a real person. They were born. Wait, that was, Ben was right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, who else would it be in this show? This person was born in the French Quarter. What? In New Orleans. Uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> you said what? Like you didn't know what it was. No, I'm saying what? Like what oh, down fuck? on Bourbon Street. This person <laughs> wrote the song "Sing, Sing, Sing" with a swing. Uh, coconuts. Dave. Louis Prima. Thank you. Coconuts. 
Uh, Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly is not on the game board. All right. This is a cartoon <laughs> character. Coconuts. <laughs> Parts. <laughs> no. <laughs> you looked at my notes, didn't you? No. Is it Bart Simpson? It's not Bart Simpson. But why I will tell you, you. Why would you accuse me of looking at your notes? This character Whoa. loves donuts. Homer Simpson. Uh, coconuts, Homer Simpson. D- oh, really? What drive would I have to look at your notes? Cheating. Yeah. Anything to beat me down, you I'm always so obsessed with winning these games that why I have nothing better to Why would you guess Bart Simpson? We talked about The Simpsons earlier. When? You were like, The Simpsons, it's not just for kids. And then you started winking at me. I didn't do that. I didn't wink. All right. You like slid your notebook over to him. You're like, this is the answer to my game. Our next participant was in the car as passenger when Gary Oldham was arrested for DUI in 1991. Coconuts. Ben. Hugh Grant. No. <laughs> Coconuts. Damn. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> this person. Coconuts. Paul Rubens. Was a real lost boy. Coconuts. Kiefer Sutherland. Yes, that's correct. The fuck were they doing? Drinking and driving, <laughs> obviously. Their ages so, seem so disparate. Like, hey, yeah, that's you true. Listen, Reefer is the great equalizer. It's true. Right. Mount the curb. Mount the curb. Mount the doobie. This person, person, real person, mm-hmm. was the first choice for Charlie Sheen's role in Being John Malkovich. Charlie Sheen was in Being John Malkovich? Do you mean that John Cusack? I do not. Coconuts. Ben. John Malkovich. No. Uh, <laughs> this person was a, the taxi racer in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, oh, God. Coconuts. John Cusack. <laughs> the, the what? The taxi racer? Yes. Taxi racer or tax? Oh, oh, oh coconuts, coconuts, coconuts. Kevin Bacon. Yes. <laughs> the third clue was this game is about him. Who the fuck was Charlie Sheen and being John Malkovich? I just went by what the IMDb trivia said for for okay. Kiefer, That's all. I, I believe it for Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. There's a very good chance that some of this stuff isn't true. I'm strictly going by what IMDb told me. Now, I will say, with Kevin Bacon in particular, yes, you didn't use the best clue of all, which was flashed hog in Wild Things. <laughs> yeah. Full, he, won, he actually won best hog. Full your, mushroom tip. Yeah, I know he stole it from me. Yeah. yeah. Stole your bacon. Most likely to flash a hug. That's not what I won, though. That's not when you want to win. When I was conceiving of this game, I somehow, in my mind, confused Kevin Bacon and Kevin Costner. So I went down a road of like, oh, Robin Hood can connect to like animated Robin Hood, can connect Mm -hmm. to like one of the directors or the writers at Disney. And then I realized that I'm an idiot. All right. So. For an opportunity to earn five points, uh, Dave in a resounding lead with four points to Ben's one point. I have more points than one. No, just kidding. Dave's five points. Five. How many points do I have? You have one. That doesn't seem fair. So you have the opportunity to win this game if you can follow 
the trail of connection. Okay. And I will repeat the the char- the people and characters. Okay, can so we go can we go point to point here? Yeah. So okay. we went from Sally Struthers to Baloo. Sally Struthers voice. Wait, no, we have to you have to do it as a continuity. So you have to get all of it right or oh, else you don't can, get Can anything. I write this down? Yes. Then? What do I you gotta take that, notes? Come hey, on. Get your get your pen. God damn. Uh-huh. I'm I'm living in the moment. All right, hold on. Sally Struthers. Living in Okay. So we got Sally Struthers, we got Baloo, we've got Louis Prima. Uh-huh. Homer Simpson. Kiefer Sutherland. Okay. Kevin Bacon. There's like two of these I'm not clear on. Okay. So Sally Struthers. Mm-hmm. Fucking voiced the fucking goofball who was in the cartoon with Baloo. Right. Who was in the movie with Louis Prima. Mm-hmm. Louis Prima appeared on The Simpsons. He did not. Yes, he did. Because he did the fucking uh, Mr. No, Burns. It was, it was Tito <laughs> It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same person. Okay. And uh, Fox also aired 24, the the network of The Simpsons. Aired Fox 24. Wrong again. Go on. But that's a fucking connection. What are you but talking about? But that's not about? the connection. So, the, okay. All what? Right. So you have a very specific one in mind. Mine is very valid. That's a valid That'll come down to a judge's decision depending oh on how Dave Oh my God, plays. what? <laughs> All right, keep going. And Kiefer Sutherland did blow with Kevin Bacon. I, I don't fucking know. You know, you have me <laughs> fucking flustered when I came up with a valid connection and you said no. All right, Dave. How is that not a connection? That's not, the, I told you they were very, con- like there was like an actual overlap. Can you confirm that the connection between Kiefer and bacon is that they did blow together yes is i that, can confirm that, that okay. i'm giving ben and you both <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> my favorite part about co-hosting this podcast is diffusing the arguments this is <laughs> this is an argument this is madness Dave, All right. for madness i say for wit a 10 to 1 win would you like to make the connections yes so you get pinned to the wall, fucking wriggling. Don't come up with a valid connection. Sally Struthers wants you to help feed children. Baloo wants to eat children. <laughs> Louis Prima sings songs for children. Homer Simpson acts like a child. Kiefer Sutherland was a child once. And Kevin Bacon <laughs> uh, hung dong and wild. <laughs> <laughs> As did Baloo, so that is the original connection. <laughs> oh, they all flash dick, yeah. <laughs> Including Sally Struthers. Mm-hmm. So, Surprise. Con- congratulations, Dave. What, what is the connection? So Sally Struthers voiced the character on Tailspin with Baloo, was right. in the movie with Louis Prima, right. wrote the song featured in several episodes of The Simpsons, Sing, 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 which I told you he wrote in the what, clues. What song is that? That's the connection? No, he's Tito Fuente. Denied. Racist ass Ben. I don't think that counts as being racist. It's racist. It's not racist. It's correct. Okay, well, with Homer Simpson to Kiefer Sutherland, blow my mind here. Because Kiefer Sutherland was Jack Bauer on The Simpsons. What? And Kevin Bacon appeared in 24. Well, sorry, his dong appeared in 24. In the wild 
thing. What what is the name of the movie? What wild thing? Yeah, the, the wild thing. Yes. In the wild the, things the, episode the, of twenty four. So, so, that's what he calls his penis. I I cannot unwrap my head around this. My answer to that question, and I had already fucked up. I admit this. Is the Simpsons was on the same network as Kiefer Sutherland's show, which is Fox, and that is somehow not a valid connection. Because the point of the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon is that people were in a film together. They like crossed paths with each other. They had, might have had a conversation. Six Degrees of Separation is not predicated on we worked for a company. But we're in, mixing. In we're mixing characters and people. So Homer Simpson and Kiefer Sutherland never actually interacted. I think you're getting too technical here, Ben, and I won. And that's so, fine. You know what? It, yeah. It's all semantics. And I will. I mean, you would have gotten it. You wouldn't have won anyway because you also didn't get Louis Prima. No, so. I, I no, I told you I did. <laughs> I told you, <laughs> listeners. If you feel like I'm being too harsh, hashtag semantics. But if you think that I'm right and that we should overturn this whole thing, hashtag Ben got hosed. All right, Kalen, that was a great game. Thank, Thank you. you for letting me win. I figured it was a toss up. I thought it could go either way, and it did. Anyway, flat- <laughs> it did go one way. <laughs> Flatliners was the connection between Kevin. I'm Bacon flatlining. And- uh, I'm flatlining. Okay, okay. That's a weird movie. Yep. All right, on to the mailbag. So we have an email from our friend Laurie this week. Hi, Laurie. Hello. Howdy. It's not a question. It's a statement. This is not about TV or the 80s, but it's fucking wild, and I didn't want to be the only person to read it. I didn't know any of this. All I knew was that I really hated this song in 1999. Really fucking hated this song. I want to catch the anger here. And then there's a link to a Ringer article about LFO's Summer Girls. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it appears to be a very long oral history of the song Summer Girls. Oh. Summer Girls, something, something going on. Abercrombie and Fitch. Chinese, Chinese food, food makes, makes me makes shit. Sick. Yeah. That's what categories is all about. Did you know that LFO stood for light, funky ones? Just found that out in the article. Oh, I did not know that, no. Are you guys fans of LFO Summer Girls? Nope. Wow. Why not? Conversation over. (laughs) I prefer Butterfly. I just thought (sighs) it was kind of shallow. Okay. And it bummed me out as a girl who. Then if I get a story for you. You dressed in literal trash bags? Sometimes. That's why she was voted most unique, folks. Singing in the hallways, panhandling. I should have panhandled. I regret not doing that. Dave, were you an LFO fan? Did you fit in with that Abercrombie and Fitch aesthetic? You know, And how much did you fit in with that aesthetic? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so, so well. I don't think I've ever fit in with an aesthetic. But yeah, I remember that song just playing every 10 fucking minutes on Mm -hmm. the radio. Pretty bad. Didn't like it at all. I don't think uh, it's that bad. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's not that bad. It's huh. catchy. It's the lighter side of the rap rock genre. It's no... It's light. It's no outside, but you know, there's a little, little edge to it. Would you put it in the rap rock genre? Does it fit there? No, I said it's it's the very, very light side of it. Right, but but if it's on the if it's on a side of it, it would be in it, is what you're saying. It's like saying that Bernie Sanders is a Democrat, right? Like, yeah, but only like in, in name alone. You know, like he's... The one dude's out there, I think the dude that died, and he's like, oh, boop, boop, Rich. Doop, boop, boop. He did not survive. Chinese food. Was he the one that dated Jennifer Love Hewitt? Yes, yeah. and he ate too much Chinese food, and that's how he got uh, sick. colon cancer. Oh, Jesus, that was not dark. True. It's so <laughs> God. Inaccurate. But it did make him sick. But he had flow. So I think it counts. Anyway. And they buried him in the Abercrombie and Fitch suit. Yeah. Abercrombie and Fitch, 
strange times. Here's how I always thought about Abercrombie and Fitch as not a generally stylish person. It's like you'd go in the mall, not these days because of COVID, but like you go in the mall and you can't see in the windows, right? So everything is like, it's not boarded up, but there's like, it was like dark. There was like yeah. shutters. Was and there were always, there were always the people there, right? Like, so you had the girl and the guy, each sexier than the last. And they're there standing guard. And my assumption was always, I would try to enter that store and like a third person would come out, like a third, like Jat dude would be like, just shaking his head and then i get the i'm sorry rush. sir you won't look and you will you won't look good in any of these polos yeah please, your please, awkward please. gangly body will not fit into any of these clothes and if they did you'd have the confidence to strut that ass in here yeah like it just i have a story about this okay the year was 1912 it was the 90s 1890s and i so was it, the 90s? it might have been the early 2000s were you eating chinese food I might have had Chinese food that day. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I was with a friend at the mall, and my friend said, I would like to go into Abercrombie and Fitch. And I said, oh, okay. And I reluctantly agreed. Mm-hmm. And we went in, and the girl greeted my friend, and he proceeded past her. And then she looked at me and said, can I direct you to another store, maybe, that suits you better? <laughs> So your good Claire's little girl. Your fears, Ben, um, accurate. Yeah, completely fucking spot on. I had on not trash bags, just like regular. I didn't have on like tight jeans because I didn't. I wore like baggy jeans then, but I wasn't like full on like Jenko skater pants. It was just oh, these are just that yeah. would be a bridge too far. But yeah, she she offered to send me to PacSun, and she also offered to send me back to Hot Topic, and I was just like, "Hell yeah!" What about to Journeys? She did not offer oh, Journeys. Shit, that would have been the ultimate insult. I was real miffed, and I to this day have never spent a dollar in that store because I went in and they were like, "Why don't you go back to Banana Republic?" And I said, "Sir, I will take the compliment." I'm 35, <laughs> sir. I knew a kid who would walk into Abercrombie and Fitch because it always smelled of their cologne. Mm. Right. He would walk in like, before he went on a date with a girl. He would walk in the store and just hang out for a while just to like get to the get free the cologne. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it was, it was okay. Very good. I see. That's a grift. I like. Yeah. Is I that a grift or is that a strategy? No, it's a grift. It's a stupid grift because he just could have grabbed a free sample. Oh, see, that would work too. Yeah. I didn't like. The LFO song, because I would have rather listened to New Kids on the Block, which was much dancier. No, you can you can do like a little bob back and forth. Yeah, but I want like a song I can like get dancey to. I don't want a song that's like, oh, I might be too tired to move or maybe I'm drunk. It's hard to say. Did you know there was WWF cologne back in the, the late 90s? It. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin cologne? Oh, I remember. Did, what do you think it's, it smelled like? Spice. Domestic violence and stale and beer. beer. Yeah, definitely beer smell. The sweat-stained seat of a steel chair. Mm-hmm. The inside of Mick Foley's mask. <laughs> yeah. One time I was Mick Foley for Halloween at high school. Let me tell you, 25 dates came out of that. Did nice. anyone know who you were? Hey, fuck you. Yeah, they did. I'm not. It was an earnest question. I wasn't being. I was there. I existed. You, you mean or like, do you mean did in they the know costume? who you yeah. were under the costume? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm still offended. I meant like, did anyone know who Mick Foley was? <laughs> yeah. Wow, Ben, you okay. you took very very quick offense to that question. Well, it sounded cruel. I wasn't being cruel. I just the people that I hung out with didn't necessarily. <laughs> I do. They saw me there, and then they ground me under their boots. Thank you very much. That wasn't nice of them. <laughs> and then they played Barbie Girl, and I like I went into the hallway and cried. 
And then you cried. You were singing, come, my lady, come, come, my lady. Leave my butterfly, sugar lady. So thank you, Laurie. We'll post the story in the show notes. If you want a, a lot of history behind Summer Girls and really Who digging in, into that kind of minutia, that's where we make our living, as it were. So, Just goes to show we don't even need a question to talk inanely. In circles, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah. But hit us up with your favorite Abercrombie and Fitch clothing item um, and email at watchpotspot.com. And we'll we'll read them all um, at some undetermined point in the future. So the answer is my distressed polo that I still have. I had a, a rugby shirt. I don't think I owned any clothes from them. I was more of an Aeropostale. Aeropostale? Sure. Sure. Apostle? The, the middle classman's um, yeah. Abercrombie yeah. star. So the Celtics lost, and it's really cast a pallor over this whole thing. And I wonder if we need to give Tailspin another shot next week when the Celtics have lost in a painful game seven, like, like a palate cleanser. No. Okay. Well, any last tailspin thoughts? <laughs> I think this tale has been spun. I think we're, think, I think we're good. This, thanks for coming on this journey with me so I could relive Sally Struthers going, ah! <laughs> This tale has been spun into a thick, confusing tapestry. And I'll make an admission here as well on the air. I do my research every week. You know, you gotta, like, I got to come up with like fun facts. Like, yeah, they fired the 85-year-old man. Um didn't know Sally Struthers was a voice on the show until we were talking about it. <laughs> it was a new one on me, so. Completely omitted it. Eh, I'm not interested. But we're here to research the two facts you don't pick up yeah, on. Yeah, fill in the gaps. Yeah, yeah, teamwork. That's the beauty of it all. That's teamwork, baby. So you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and all those socials at Watchbots Pod. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Google Play and Spotify. And I got us onto iHeartRadio this week. So if you're listening to us, I guess you wouldn't be listening on iHeartRadio. But if you like iHeartRadio, now you can. So for Dave, for for, for all of us, this is Ben. Thank you for listening to another episode of WatchBots. And to take us out of here, Joan, this this is going to be a challenge for you. Mm -hmm. You're always telling me, like, you pull me aside before recordings and you're like, you know what? Fucking blow me out of the fucking water at the end of the show with the request. And here's what I want. So my beloved Boston Celtics just had a tough game. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what it would sound like if Boston Celtics legend Larry Joe Bird were reviewing this episode of Tailspin. <laughs> <laughs> but also... also I can do this so far. Okay. And then at the end, Ringo Starr comes in and he also wants to review the episode of Tailspin. But then... <laughs> Famed, famed legend of screen and stage Danny Glover comes in in his Predator 2 character and he talks about what Larry Joe Bird thought about the Tailspin episode. We're too far. Nope. You're on. I will give you Danny Glover Nope. We're, we're starting with Larry Bird. This sucks. You can hear him saying that, right? Like, I, I can't do his voice, I'm, but that's what he would say. But uh, Ringo just came out of the locker room at the post-game interview. <laughs> Larry Bird said like Jay Sherman. But like a B-grade Jay Sherman. Anyway, Ringo stars like, here. Like a female one. But it was a C-grade Larry Bird. You made that sexist joke, not me. I meant in addition to. So anyway, Ringo's here. What, oh, the bibbidi bears flying the airplane? <laughs> 
What I like about Ringo Starr? What I like about Ringo Starr? <laughs> it's always... <laughs> it's never the thing you ask for. It's always just like like a factual statement. <laughs> that is true. Now, for the, for the final part of the trifecta here, the, the last piece of the Triforce, Danny Glover's review... As his Predator 2 character. No. Of Larry Bird's review of Tailspin. No, he, he doesn't come out to play that way. But he will tell you one thing, Ben. I'm too old for this shit. Too true. Okay, here's one. Broken. What if Jim Carrey... Jesus. <laughs> what if Jim Carrey was aping Al Pacino's legendary performance in The Devil's Advocate? I don't... I've never seen that movie. Somebody shoot me. I'm the devil. (laughs) Don't go in there. You don't want to make a deal with me. So you're telling me there's a chance. But the whole time he's talking out of his butt. (laughs) The number 23. (laughs) I'm making the tailspin and it's Finkel. Just imagine Al Pacino talking out of his butt. One last song, but an insulting song. Burns will always carry with him. So I settle my score on the salsa floor with this vengeful Latin rhythm. Burn! Con el corazón de perro, señor All of us despise you.